0: This is Blackcast 551. Today, Christian is joined by original Blackcaster Will Sterling and longtime fan favorite Jeff Duray. So, here's
1: Christian Blatt. Welcome to the Blackcast episode 551. It's been so long since I've gotten together with my pals Will Sterling and Jeff Duray, but yet here we are, back again after such a long delay so many times actually before the last time we got together it actually had been a while since the three of us had done a show i wasn't even able to go through the list and find the last time the three of us did something uh together uh but you, did i i don't, might not have even told you guys uh you might not have seen on the feed i did a black cast with Bujensky, uh with liev excuse me <clears throat> on the roof of his apartment building across from angel stadium and we Ostensibly talked about Ted Lasso. That was the the concept. That's how I I bribed him. That in a thirty pack of Coors Light uh, because you know he's not drinking Bud Light. That's but right. But anyway, yeah, he's definitely not. Uh, but he was always drinking Coors Light, so it really didn't change anything. Uh, so I, I've I've had him on more recently than the two of you uh, prior to episode 550. But I am indeed joined by Jeff DeRay and Will Sterling again, and uh, Will. I uh, do want to talk to you uh, about uh, some of the travel you did, some of the travel I did, and Jeff has bought a house, but I did want you to weigh in on um, how did you, um, how did you miss out on getting cast as the new Superman? Uh, uh, I was actually, I received a message from someone who asked me that. And uh, I pointed out to them that you did actually audition for Superboy, right? They you asking that question seriously? Yeah, yeah. Somebody who, like as a fan of the show. It was I mentioned him in the the previous episode. This guy Kyle in Pennsylvania, who's yeah. been listening for six years. I, uh, he's Kyle's also a fan of who are these podcasts? A show that I've uh, shown up on a few times. Uh, but uh, he he's been listening for six years, and that earned him a black T shirt. He didn't ask for one. I was like, so do you want one? He's like, he gave uh, him, I mean, I gave him the shirt of that yeah. guy that got four hundred some episodes in. And was like, you guys talk about politics? Yeah, it's, what it's that far? guy's. It's that guy's shirt. Yeah. <laughs> Which, by the way, Dominica Saxon has tried to get that guy's shirt, and uh, he will not. He will not turn it over. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I wish my
2: team was uh that well connected, and I had that many important credits that I would even be in the running. But no, nobody ever called me even to come in and uh, you know to, to to give it a shot. But I did audition for Superboy, yes, and I didn't clearly. I nope. uh, did.
1: But when you saw that season of Titans You weren't like heartbroken That you didn't get to be a part of it right That
2: Listen to me as a person Who just wants to make enough money To pay my bills doing these things Like that could have been career changing Just a great point. scope wise right Yes I have my issues with the writing of that show And couldn't watch it past a certain point Just because I was like This is not for me But I do kind of want to move past The feeling of being like If I don't like something I'm not going to get out in the world And say like I think it's trash Like it, people love oh, yeah. it. CW shows, and there was a clear stopping point for me, which was like season three of Arrow and season two of The Flash, and those shows went many more years after that. And I was like, "If people love it, God bless," but uh, not for me. And Titans was one of those. I I like
1: that. I like that approach. Uh, Whereas I call people stupid when they don't like a movie that I uh, when they do like a movie that I didn't. Uh, Will, you have a you're you're in a much more Zen place. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's good to know that one of us has grown in ten years of the black cast. And I uh, mean, if we talked privately, not publicly, on a podcast, like <laughs> I would give you different feelings about
2: things. <laughs> But publicly, I don't know if I should say. But sometimes there is a movie that I feel like is pretty objectively bad. Like just everyone's like, this is fucking trash. Yeah. And we the-
1: were very, we were very honest about Shazam too. Jeff, did you see Shazam two? I don't remember if you saw yeah, it. Yeah, when it came out for free, I saw that. Oh yeah, yeah, right, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it was like I didn't, I didn't hate it. I just I had liked the first one so much that it was a bit of a letdown. And there were definitely things that didn't work. It was. But- the-
2: yeah. yeah, But was, there were
1: fun scenes, there were sequences where I'm like, oh, I, I do like Zachary Levi as the character. Uh, I feel like that is also something we're never going to see again, hmm. you know, uh, because of uh, of James Gunn's new regime. But For all um, my...
2: I will say that one thing that's really funny to me and it's like eating crow a little bit, how much I wanted to bust The Rock's balls about Black Adam, because all he would do is not shut the fuck up about how the balance of power in the dc universe was about to change and then his movie came out and didn't do really really as well as they hoped and then they basically fired him afterward and i was like i guess the balance of power really did shit. but it made more money than the flash which is really fucking yeah hilarious uh to me and it turned out that it was probably more entertaining than not probably definitely more entertaining than shazam 2
1: I agree. And yeah. I didn't expect that I even after the movie ended, I didn't think that like, oh, I'm clearly going to enjoy Black Adam more than Shazam too. Listen, that um, Pierce Brosnan is, for Dr. Fate goes a long way. I won't it lie. did go a long way. And I, I liked Hawkman, which apparently some people didn't like Hawkman in that movie, but I did. Uh, Jeff, yeah, I, you didn't like Hawkman. I think we talked I, about it. I right? love
0: Aldous Hodge too, which is funny, the actor who played him. I've loved him in other things that I've seen him in, but I
1: did not care for him as Hawkman. By the way, uh, Ghost eighty three in the in the eighty three eighty six in the chat, you know, for the first time today, as we're recording episode five fifty one now, uh, and you know, last week we did episode five fifty. I uh, showing up today just like he did last week. Ghost eighty three eighty six. I think Christian and Jeff are secret scrolls. Isn't that redundant? There's, Isn't there's scrolls just secret? I mean, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm very open about. Uh, I'm actually a super scroll. Uh, mm. but in, instead of having the powers of all four members of the Fantastic Four, I just have the superpowers of Speedball from the New Warriors, and <laughs> I dislike the character so much I refuse to use his powers. See, that's uh, funny. So you, I have
0: similar story, but my Speedball is from Charlie Sheen, so it's just got a different effect.
1: Yeah. Like Chris, Chris
0: Farley Speedball.
1: Uh, uh, oh, that is the one. Yeah, I know. It's almost like, I, read, uh, I, I was commenting on Speedball, the superhero, on uh, one of uh, some social media. I assume it's uh, Twitter, but might be Threads. Wink, wink. Uh, but uh, and, and somebody just had the theory. Like, I'm pretty sure Steve Dicko didn't know what a Speedball was. I think he meant to kill all the, call the character Superball, but once he called them Speedball, everybody was like, "Sure, Steve, whatever." Because that's like that's like a late '80s, early '90s Steve Dicko like creation. And, uh, you know, Uh, but since we're talking about it, Jeff, you did get to see Shazam 2 now. How do you feel like it measured up to Black Adam? And we don't we don't have to spoil these movies for anybody who's uh, still making their way through what's left of HBO Max now being just Max.
0: Yeah. uh, Black Adam was definitely better than Shazam 2, but that's like a low bar because Shazam 2 was just (laughs) For me, it was just super boring and forgettable. Like a lot of even just the circumstances where it was like, let's pivot. And the problem here isn't the bad guy we introduced at the last in the end of the last film. It's that they
1: broke the stick.
0: Uh Oh, the thing (laughs) they did to beat the bad guys
1: causes a new bad guy. And and then at the end, they're like, hey, remember the bad guy for the end of one? No, really? (laughs) We'll give him to you in part three. Just kidding. We're not making a part three. So yeah, I don't know. I
0: just I didn't really love the daughters of Atlantis. They didn't really do it for me. Um, I don't know, just none of it was was that remarkable. I don't frankly, honestly, I also think one of the bigger problems for Shazam 2 was some of those things that they introduced at the end of Shazam one, like the Shazam family. Like they were kind of they made the, it too busy. There's too many of these super-powered Shazams floating around where it's just like, no, we kind of need to focus in on a hero for a story because at the end of the day, it was the main Shazam that actually is going to save the day. We all know that. So I don't know. It just it, – and I just – I didn't love those the Shazam family stuff. It just felt – it's like – I, there's there's times where you include things and you include people and you've got everything and it works and it fits. This felt more like shoved in. It's like, look at this diverse family of uh, foster kids and they all have superpowers. So we have a rainbow colored Shazam family. And it just was like, I don't know, it just felt unnatural in the way that it all came together. And then they just, they didn't have interesting unique personalities. So again you introduced, what, was it five more Shazams? And then there's five
3: more, yeah. Yeah,
0: so and then we're going through the movie and I care about them just as little as I did when they weren't super powered in the first one. So I don't know. That sucked. In Black Adam there's at least interesting characters, right? Like the son, I can't so, um so there's the the doctor lady, right, who's searching for that relic and meets Shazam in, or uh, Black Adam in the beginning. I I thought her son, the character, the kid who played her son was the most interesting part of the movie. He was actually like had some good lines and he was funny. And then I liked the guy who play her plays her brother, um, uh, Amir or something. I've seen yeah. him. He has another show on Netflix that was actually pretty funny. He's a, he's a really good comedian. And I liked his little, you know, one-liners that he had in the movie. And then it's like all the main characters were kind of more boring to me. Like, (laughs) bro guy, twister girl, (laughs) Black Adam. Zachary Levi was also like just really obnoxious
2: in that whole, like he would just whine for days on end about how the movie was like better than what it was and how they were going to do all these other things. And there was an element of being like, hey man, just like for a quick second, just like shut the fuck up because this is making it look worse. And also, I felt this way in the first movie, but it was even more awkward in this one, and the fact that nobody sat down and talked about it. The Asher Angel child version of this character and the Zachary Levi adult version of this character are not the same person. So, yeah. it why does he become more funny and different? You know what I mean? Like It should be the kid as an adult. And it is the most uncharismatic, emo-looking child who couldn't fucking joke his way out of a wet paper bag, becomes... <laughs> The highly sarcastic, like over the top, everything is a joke. I was like, these are just not the same person. And it, even Casey was like, I didn't, I didn't appreciate that they were very different. I was like, good, I'm glad. Yeah. Like this is so glaringly obvious that they, but somehow they fucking yeah. were like, yeah. That's we, what.
1: When, when we discuss that on BlackCast Five Thirty Three, thank you very much uh, with uh, Will and Casey. Uh, yeah and i'm reminded that that episode was called Taste the Rainbow a joke that they went to twice and it was like one time worked oh, that As was I, that I it. Once. yeah so you needed to pick on pick pick one but uh yeah i uh i i i don't know i think that uh Wow, it was like February the last time that the three of us all did the show together. Because we, uh, Will, you and I were talking about the time we had dinner with uh, with Bujanski. Mm-hmm. We were bringing uh, bringing uh, Jeff up to speed on that. Yeah, that which was like we were like,
2: oh, we're doing episode five fifty 550 and five fifty one today, and I was like,
1: Wasn't no, 50? we're doing episode five fifty, and then a week later, getting together to do five fifty one. So we're all wearing the, the same clothes
2: on purpose. I left them here continuum shit but i was like in my memory i was like wait i thought the last time we were all together was episode 500 i can't even fucking remember no, when, when, it, when this happens all we've known is that there was a period of time where it was always us and then christian just systematically replaced us with other people and now we're guests you know we're but, just uh,
1: fucking- i mean do, do you guys even know that uh i i did an episode with a talking potato do, do you even realize that that was a thing Wow.
0: I didn't know that you are going to talk about B. Jinsky like that. But. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Shut the fuck up,
0: potato! Oh, that's one of my favorite
2: Doctor Who things, where he's like, Strax, don't get clever, Strax. I'm the clever one, you're the potato one.
1: You're the potato, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah no, uh, I was uh, joined by uh, internet sensation Cardiff Electric, whom I know through the uh, Who Are These Podcasts uh, universe. Okay. Uh, on episode 545, and uh, it's uh, it, I, it was an honor to be joined by an animated potato on uh, episode 545. But that's just a perfect example of how crazy the show annoying. has gotten in your absence. Absence. So there he is. Uh, that's with with his backdrop for our visual audience. That's from the episode. That's a screenshot of it. But, uh, yeah, that is indeed uh, a potato wearing headphones. Uh, that was a guest on the show and we talked Isn't about pro- Irish show. cultural appropriation. Uh, well, he's from Minnesota. So, uh, and not from uh, Canada, by the way, he is not from Canada. Don't anybody say otherwise.
2: Uh, yeah. So well, that's top of my to-do list now is marking this, uh, potato episode to watch and, uh, I'm trying to find your YouTube page so I don't forget about this. Got it.
1: My YouTube page? Oh, yeah. Uh,
2: Black-ass, well, the Cat's YouTube page. I have to watch well, this. It's, it's
1: B-L-A-D-T-C-A-S-T. Well, I'm so glad you asked as to where it is. That is you how know? it's spelled, yeah. It is indeed how it's spelled. And, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I'm not I'm not going to tell anybody to not watch that episode. But if that was a movie that I saw this summer, I went to it specifically so that I could do that episode uh, with Cardiff. Uh, which was to talk about uh, the Burt Kreischer movie, The Machine. And awesome. I know Yeah. Uh, wait, you saw that movie? In the theater. <laughs> I, I said at the time that uh, I felt worse for Mark Hamill than I did watching the Christmas special. <laughs> I feel like this was this was even worse than what happened to him in that car accident. Uh, That, you know, they had to add the attack from the snow monster into uh, Empire Strikes Back to explain why he all of a sudden looks so different. Um, What inspired you, Will, to see Burt Kreischer's The Machine?
2: Casey likes to go to the movies as an activity. I also like to go to the movies as an activity. But she and I don't have a ton
1: of common ground on fucking potato. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I'm just leaving. I'm just leaving uh, Cardiff up there while he's talking
2: right? Uh mm-hmm. The the and that dude's shirtless body. I Christ, shirtless body. Yeah. That's shirtless body. I'm a little,
0: I'm a little jealous that you don't wear collared shirts for us. That's that's, what you, I, that's my all. immediate takeaway from, from this. Hey, from you know. hey
1: yeah. You, yeah. as soon as you become a food item, then I'll put on a collared shirt for you, Jeff. I have I, been known to be a bitch. It's me, him.
3: Jeff.
0: Please <laughs> put on a collared shirt. Oh,
1: it's banana diff. By the way. There's also a corn diff and a wheat diff. I didn't want to get into the corn the cardiff world. But anyway. So uh, so, so so Casey I, likes to go to the movies, which by the way, I like very much to go to the movies, yeah, especially love when the movies. It's 104 in the valley. Yeah, yeah, agreed.
2: She, but genre-wise, we don't see eye to eye on a ton of things. So usually a comedy is what I know if I want to spend an evening with her. I'm like, let's go see something funny. What's available that's funny? We both wanted to see this. Jennifer Lawrence movie. And I think we and we both enjoyed it. I think that was solid. I love that the art But it was very funny. Yeah, coming back.
1: Um have you seen the other movie I've been recommending, which is Joyride? No, but I'd like to.
2: I heard good things. So Well,
1: I would like you to be a friend to the uh to the AIPI community, Will. So uh, please no, I legitimately it's a very funny movie. I you know me. They, Christian. they, they make jokes awesome. about uh, representation and allies in that movie, so uh, yeah, yeah. You, you, there's a reason why I said that to you. But uh, well, it's yeah, very I, funny.
2: Yeah, I do. There, I do have a lot of problematic opinions about Asian people. You know that. But uh, <laughs> uh, no, I love that. That, and I love all girl cast too. Like that's a huge. Yeah. Uh, it's the Hangover. Flipped. Well, like
1: there's now. also there's also a, a non-binary character that is played by a female uh, actor, but uh, I think that... Uh, or a non-binary actor. Uh, you know what? That's a great point because I actually don't know how the actor identifies. I know the character identifies, but I actually don't know how the actor identifies. So thank you for that. Uh, um, but anyway... So, so, so we, she's like, hey, how about the machine? I love that story. The nine times that I've heard Burt Kreischer. We tell never, it
0: I've never she, heard that. fucking story. She's just like, you know what my favorite episodes of the Joe Rogan podcast are? <laughs> the ones
1: that <with> Burt <laughs> yeah. Kreischer and, we and Will's, see like, film. Will's like, oh, I only listen to the episodes with the vaccine deniers. But that's okay, right. You want to yeah. listen to the ones with, if you want to <laughs> listen to the Joe Rogan episodes <laughs> of Burt Kreischer, go ahead. I'm <laughs> a strictly
0: Alex Jones and Joe Rogan yeah. fan. They're turning the fucking frogs gay. Uh,
2: <laughs> I but I had zero expectations. I've actually never heard that story, and neither has she. I know okay. Dirk Kreischer because he was a guest on some other podcasts that I produced ages ago. I think Spikes. Well, that's because radio. you've
1: produced podcasts ever. So yes, he was a guest at some point, I'm sure. Yes. Uh, yeah,
2: I feel like I've met everybody somehow. Um and so I went in with like no, I didn't even see a trailer. I had no, I they were like, oh, it's based on the story that he told about the Russian mom. So right away, I was just like, "Fine, I had no problems with it." Mark Hamill, I realized, like, besides voice acting, and some things like he's not actually like a—he's not actually like a great actor. There's zero nuance. To, to be fair,
1: he—he he has never been a great actor.
2: That's he, what I mean. Is that but he's he an is okay a actor, great yeah. voice actor, you fantastic know, like fantastic voice actor. And it's weird to see where I'm like, oh, he doesn't have that extra thing that says like, don't say the words this way. Uh, but it's fine. He's Mark Hamill. He doesn't need me. Uh, But I thought Burke Kreischer did a decent job and I was consistently like, because I didn't even know what this movie was going to be about, was always like, what the fuck? And like, at least that was entertaining because I was like, oh my God. And then it got super violent and I was like, oh fuck. And Casey's like covering her eyes. I was like, Oh, shoot. Like, what are we even? I had yeah. I didn't even know what we were getting into. We just sat down and watched this movie, basically.
1: Yeah. At some point, like, a dude's dick gets shot off and he picks it up. And then there's also anytime that there's a, a plot point that involves, like, oh, man, there's these pot brownies from 30 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to save those. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. No, it just uh, it wasn't strong. But the, what I'll say about that movie is, boy, they spent money on it. You know they what I really mean? Really they did do. not skimp on production value at all. They really uh, did. And, the fight scenes and everything. Uh, yeah, but anyway, Cardiff was on the show because he's always hated Burt Kreischer. So I, I messaged him uh, I because we've been on... Uh, we I've I've messaged him a few times, but also uh, we've both been on Who Are These Podcasts. And he, he like has a running bit on Who Are These Podcasts. It's a, basically a game that they play. And uh, for a long time, he would just pretend that he didn't know me, even though he had previously been on the Blackcast. When uh, Carl from Who Are These Podcasts had been on uh, and he uh, roasted Blackcast episode one, which is why I have all those clips from it uh, because I prepared them for Carl. And uh, Carl was not, was not kind to Blackcast episode one, but that's exactly why I asked him to do it because I didn't want him to be. And anybody who wants that episode, that's Blackcast episode 523. I'm basically being the editor in a comic book, you know, when they put the little asterisk when you're like, Oh, who's this character that I don't remember seeing? He first appeared in Amazing Spider-Man 89. So anyway, I'm here to help with all that stuff. All right. So now that we're done talking about Talking Potatoes and the Russian Mafia, uh, I do, I'm wondering, Will, I know that you went to Europe. Were your travels anywhere as interesting as uh, Burt Kreischer's trip to Russia with his his, uh, college class in the machine? Or was it slightly less eventful?
2: Uh, slightly less eventful. I oh, didn't get involved okay. with the Russian mob. I only did a little bit of drugs, very minimal amount of drugs. To be honest, I'm disappointed in the amount of drugs that I did. It was not enough. Um, I okay. don't know what size a, what size stuff.
1: Ziploc bag would you need to put all the drugs you did in? I took half of an ecstasy pill. Oh, one
2: just one half because I split it with a friend at a Maggie Rogers concert, and it was fine.
1: Is Maggie time. Rogers that character that Martin Short does with the blonde wig? Or is that... Uh, I th- oh, no, I'm sorry. That's Jackie Rogers. Jackie <laughs> Rogers, Jr. Maggie
2: Rogers is a young singer-songwriter lady. She's great. Um, but uh, it was fun. Went to London, Prague, and Berlin. But, uh, yeah, nothing crazy happened. I drank more Aperol spritzes across these two weeks than I've had collectively in the rest of my entire life. Europe loves an Aperol spritz. Um, now, I don't really know what that
1: is. in Prague. Oh, did you have any goulash in Prague? Great question.
2: Goulash, no.
1: Oh, I, had
2: I
0: missed a- out. I'm not kidding. Goulash, I literally went to a bar when I went got to Prague, went to a, a bar, got goulash, because I was like, got to just find out what this is. Fucking delicious. I didn't know so you'd go good. on to Prague. Yeah. When I did uh, I did by a the semester way that, abroad, and I went all it's around. The,
1: it's the most Dennis Miller thing you've ever said. Dang.
3: Goulash. Yeah, did you get the goulash in Prague? Yeah. Quink, quink. <laughs> you
1: gotta check that out. <laughs> um so uh yeah I I remember going to a great restaurant in Prague uh in I went in the year 2000 uh it was it translated to the whale and it was in let's go uh Europe with the you know the old thumbs up on the and uh I I, I told Heather to go there a few years later when she was backpacking around Europe and uh what I remember is I had an amazing meal with uh, a couple of really tall beers and so much food and then it cost the equivalent, with a decent tip, uh, it cost $10, like, you know, the exchange rate. And I was like, I feel like that's not enough money for what I just had. But uh, Prague was amazing. Uh, did you uh, did you uh, see or do anything in Prague specifically that uh, comes to mind, Will, or just wander around and see cool shit? Because. Prague is definitely one of those kind of places.
2: I love that both of you have been to Prague. Like it's uh I didn't know that it was like one well, of these very visited places. Well,
1: just because you know what trash both Jeff and I are and by the way I take I no. take absolutely no offense uh, of that Jeff, my... I don't know if you take any offense, but I know that I'm trash. That's well, why see and I are friends. My
0: dad's side of the family is Czech, so oh. it's like that's where I'm from. So like so, when we went there, I was with uh, the girl who writes for Ted Lasso and some other <laughs> friends. And we were like looking at all like the churches, cathedrals, whatever it was. And they're like, there's going to be like a painting of some prince who looks just like you. And I'm like, come on, is, come on. It's, Secret it's girl who team. writes for Ted Lasso
1: like your imaginary friend now, your Harvey the Giant Rabbit. No, or it was my how, college girlfriend. <laughs> how big Big Bird uh, used to have uh, Mr. Snuffleupagus was his imaginary friend and uh, the grownups would never actually get to meet him. My very good went- friend Ted Lasso himself was uh, <laughs> recently in London. All right. Uh, yeah. No. Uh, well, uh, what I didn't know about you, Jeff, is uh, your lineage. And so I mean it when I say you should check yourself before you wreck
0: yourself Chickadee check yeah me and my friend who i also went to Prague with who's also check had made ourselves t-shirts freshman year of college that said check it out but with a z I love, cool. <laughs> I love that it was like the dumbest thing i was
1: like oh we're both
0: we have heritage from the same place let's make t-shirts
1: it's Classic two thousand six. I've known you guys for a long time, and the only matching T-shirts we have are black cast T-shirts. Uh, although I do have a motivation report T-shirt, Will. Uh, so, you're you and me are the only two left. What? Well, you must have given some away to the audience, no? Goodwill. I sent a couple to some people, but
2: the rest went to Goodwill. Yeah, I just never. Yeah. Beautiful, wonderful Matt and KC had them made for me, and
0: I just never. I kind of love the idea of like some homeless person somewhere wearing a t-shirt that
3: says oh my god no you have no
0: idea how much that
2: is like a dream a dream of mine it's to be somewhere in the world or someone sends me a photo and i'm like oh my god the cycles of good it got into the hands of somebody that now we have i somebody that this will happen in my lifetime. It's, vintage in 20 years. So.
0: Instead, what's going to happen is Goodwill, being like a Christian organization, is going to send it to the Westboro Baptist Church, and they're going to be wearing your motivation
1: shirts. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I prefer the idea of uh, you know what's you know, motivating
0: like, God's hate
1: for fags. That's what's motivating. <laughs> We're going to, yeah,
2: that's going to be Westboro Baptist Church
1: wearing my I, I shirt. love the idea that you're volunteering at a soup kitchen, you know, you're, you're talking to me, you're making small talk and then you look up and just this guy's like got the shirt on and it's like, he's kept it in pristine condition because he has, he, it's his favorite shirt. Uh, and you're like, you know, I, I am, I am, uh, I am Billy John, motivation I am report. Billy motivation report. Yeah. 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 John, <laughs> John, motivation report. John motivation report. Um Anyway, so that's, uh, so yeah, so uh, Prague was uh, very fun, and um, you know, I... Uh, beautiful. I
2: will say that, like, you can kind of see all there is to see in Prague in about 36 hours, but yeah. um, it's, because it's untouched by the war, or the second world war, we should say, um, it's like walking through the fucking set of the animated Beauty and the Beast. It's crazy. It's yeah, beautiful, it's, and like, really, really, yeah.
1: Yeah. It's untouched by the Great War and the even better war. <laughs> even
2: better war, yeah. Yeah, uh,
1: yeah I, uh, I uh, you know, I, I knew a girl from World
2: Prague. War II. <laughs> electric blue. Uh,
1: she basically, I, when I was a page at NBC, uh, she was uh, she had been to the states uh, when she was in high school as an exchange student. So she was visiting her host family, and they took her to. She wanted to work in television, so they took her to NBC and i uh yeah I was giving I gave the tours there, and uh she was uh she was so um enamored by me she actually uh, called me the next day like the main number there and uh i uh let's just say that uh I gave a tour that first time, and then she provided me with a tour mm. uh, about a week later. And I was very appreciative. She was, of course, college age at this point. I think that's important because I mentioned she was a high school exchange student. Um, but it was a different time, it was the, the 90s. And um, let's just say uh, she offered, she physically <laughs> tried to place her finger somewhere. And I said, oh, honey, we don't do that here. I, but yeah, now oh, we do. But back is, then. I'm sorry, I remember you telling me that a girl tried this once,
2: but it didn't have all that background yeah. information. Well, I'm
1: giving you a little bit more background. I, um Because she took a picture on the set from. Uh, of your butthole.
3: Yes. <laughs> Close she up She took a picture butthole. from the
1: tour. So she had a picture to like mail me, you know, at some other point. Uh, So, I have a picture with this girl. um, And I, when I, so when I was in Europe, like, I don't know, a year or two later, I met up with her. But, uh, you know, she was like probably dating some guy in his 50s or something. Yeah, she was, she's a very pretty girl, a very lovely girl. And uh, I, uh, that's, you know, I I may have only uh, gone to Prague hoping that I was going to get to see her again. And uh, I had lunch with her. And I had gotten so sick that I needed her to talk to the pharmacy. i just really come down with something, oh. uh, probably from from what I was now letting people do with their fingers at that, that. I was going to say, really if really you had run fast.
2: into her again, would you have been willing to change your mind on the
1: on the butt stuff? I mean, if she really wanted to, absolutely. You know, if it was like, of course. yeah, yeah, I kind of like just wait. Like... I, I was yeah. going to say, I love the idea of this
0: woman just having a wall of Polaroids of different buttholes that she's. <laughs> It's <laughs> like momentum. <laughs> she doesn't remember where or when she, she is. Like, just oh, just oh, my, like, my, my finger. She like wakes up with her fucking finger going out of the butthole, like, Oh, where am
1: I again?
2: No. Ghost 83 and is
1: calling me the Riz King. Yeah. She's got different was, uh, pictures of buttholes on her arms. I do <laughs> have a butthole
3: tattoo,
2: actually, right there.
1: Oh, wait, 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 wait. wait. Nice. Hold on. Leave it no, no, leave it up, Will. I want to uh, show our visual audience. No, not that. All right, there we go. Oh, my goodness. That is is a butthole tattoo.
3: (laughs) It's uh,
2: an artist, Spanish artist. They look like little starbursts in his paintings, but my buddy was like, they actually represent buttholes. And we have our friend group on WhatsApp for many years has been called Butt Stuff. And I was like, well, we all have to get butthole tattoos. And out of like 11 people, I could only talk two other ones besides me into doing it. And it's my friends from college, so. We all have uh, butthole tattoos now.
1: Yeah. Nice. I mean, any story that ends with everybody having butthole tattoos is what I call a happily ever after. Three three of um, three of many. Yeah. Have yeah. But one uh, yeah, of
0: your friends was like, Oh, I thought you meant a tattoo on the butthole. So <laughs> now we've got We uh,
2: <laughs> did think that I meant that once, and I guess people have done that.
0: But little oh, butthole do exist, but uh... I want to get one that says, "If you are close enough to read this, watch out."
2: <laughs> Objects in mirror look are closer than they appear. Objects in butthole are closer than they appear.
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, I uh, I went to college with a girl who did indeed get uh, tattoos. Eat uh, one word on each cheek. Exit only, and uh, I it's saw cute. it. I know she really got it. Uh, and she's uh, she's from Delaware, so uh, that you know, for anybody that knows that part of the country, that tells them everything they needed to know. But That's, will I also wonder if anybody just was like, oh, well, what if I get a uh, tattoo of a Butthole Surfers album cover? Maybe good
2: That's a great. Yeah, that would be great. I love the Butthole Surfers,
1: especially uh, Electric Larry Land. And I'm sorry, I feel like I was uh, filibustering and talking over one of you, but uh, I wanted to get to the Butthole Surfers <laughs> since I had found the. Album That's cover. True. Oh boy, how is it that uh, we just always end up talking about buttholes You know, it's <laughs> there's, there's really no stopping us here on this show. On the, on it's a on black the, hole. It uh, draws you in. Oh, I love that movie when I was a kid. The butth- the the, the, <laughs> <laughs> the black hole, the Disney movie, the Disney Star Wars ripoff the black hole, and uh, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so Will, were there any other black holes <laughs> when you were going around Europe?
2: Uh we went to a sex club in Berlin, but we weren't there long enough for it to be to see the craziness. Um
1: you went for brunch? <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. Sex club for brunch. Um oh it works. Does it work? Yeah. Oh, oh is just, that
1: the is that the house that comes as one of the backdrops? Because I I used that one at one point.
2: It does, but I'm trying to upload my own, but I guess I can't. I have no, you can I can.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's it, <laughs> shout out to uh, Ghost8386, uh, Black Hole Sun. I was thinking of a different title for this episode. But Black Hole uh, Surfers
2: is a real band.
1: Yeah. But and Black Hole Sun is a right, sound the song, song, the song. So, yeah. So, uh, but uh, that, that I think, is uh, probably the, the more fitting uh, episode title.
2: Uh, um, all right. So it, Sex
1: Club in Berlin. And, yeah. Like uh, the Tech
2: Club before it got crazy. Uh there was a a group agreement that if anyone was feeling any kind of uncomfortable and would like to leave, then we needed to honor that person's request to not be in an uncomfortable space. So we left early. uh that's fair. That's really that's all how is. the black
1: cast operates, by the way. Uh, as soon as anybody ever starts to feel uncomfortable, we'll just end the whole show.
2: It's the weirdest thing because, like, usually most of the nights we went on a Sunday when it was like the most, the least strict about what you need to wear. So it was really just like dudes in jeans with no shirts on and Sweet. girls like done up to the nines. And I was like, these two things are not. You guys just took your shirts off. Uh, <laughs> but for the first like two hours, everyone's just sitting around the pool. And I also forget in Berlin, like, in certain places of Europe, like, people can still smoke indoors, so okay, there's so much, everything smells like cigarettes, and it was like, listen, I was like, I'm in Europe, I'm gonna have some cigarettes, and even for me, like, trying to enjoy when I was out and about, have a smoke in these rooms, I was like, this is nauseating, I can't, continue like i feel like how does not everyone feel like they're dying right now
1: yeah uh, well, just imagine growing up when i did and you'd go to a cub scout meeting and it would be like that like everybody'd be smoking yeah you know, in church it would be like yeah shut up, shut up shut up i got it's fine uh try, try
0: smoking <laughs> weed in europe and everybody's rolling spliffs and you're used to joints and you're like what the
1: fuck is this i'm dying that's true uh, i'm gonna ask because uh, I'm a, I'm a bit more square than you guys think. You probably think I'm uh, super cool. That's why we still do the show. What's the difference between a joint and a spliff? I actually a, thought they were the same thing.
0: A joint is just weed. A spliff is tobacco mixed in. And Ooh, so, yeah. even in America, when you make a spliff, you put a tiny bit of tobacco in with you, like you're mostly weed. In Europe, you do a cigarette with a tiny bit of weed. So yeah. it's like you're basically, if you're trying to take a drag like it's a joint, you're gonna fucking die from it because you just inhaled tobacco. See, I'm the reverse because
2: I just don't smoke that much weed, and I've smoked enough cigarettes in my lifetime that if I take a drag thinking it's more like a cigarette and it's more weed, then I die. Oh. And well, you know, overwhelming some paper. of us
1: <laughs> just take the rolling paper and we just fill it with sunshine <laughs> because some of us are high on life. Oh,
0: I yeah, I get high on God.
2: <laughs> uh, uh, I want
1: because because he's being so kind in the chat. Uh, Ghost eighty three eighty six wants to know if any of us is watching. Twisted Metal, the TV series. I, oh, it's not. I thought
0: it was a movie. It's a show. Uh, he, he says Peacock.
1: It's going to be bad, but I'll watch
0: it. Anthony, okay. Mackey's thing. I thought it was a, yeah. it was a movie. You, no, oh. it's going to be like a straight to Peacock series. I don't know. It's because it's also the kind. It's a property that makes no sense as a TV show. Like yeah. there's there's a do you get. Has anybody else played any Twisted Metal games? I no, no. When I was a kid and like Twisted
2: Metal 2 on the original PlayStation was like a big deal. Yeah.
0: So, like, there was a storyline to the Twisted Metal games, which is each character essentially has some reason that they want to win the tournament because you get, like, a wish, and it's basically, like, genie-level wishing. You can, like, change the whole world with your wish. So, that was interesting for, like, an old, like, late-2000s PlayStation 1 game, right? But in terms of, like, turning it into them having these, like, overarching stories and and stuff, I don't know. There's just, it's it's like the characters were like little snippet type stories, not full episode level stuff. Maybe they'll have developed the characters in an interesting way, but more likely than not, it won't be. Because the game was just about the mayhem, right? It was you're smashing cars, you're shooting guns and missiles at each other. And then you add in little like bits of story to have there be some reason for there to be multiple levels and move along to, to the end of the game. In terms of like actually having a story, this was not a game that really had one where it's like, oh, you know, the story of Twisted Metal. It's like, oh, and then they smashed a bunch of people and now they get to do their wish. Like a lot of times it was like, oh, his whole family's murdered. So now they want to get their family back or whatever stupid thing. So I don't know. Yeah.
2: Twisted. <laughs> well, twist I don't know anything about back. it, but uh, I'll check that he's the new Captain America. I'm like, isn't this dude busy enough? Like just
1: why are you doing a twisted culture? He's got time. And uh, I, I got a, there was a deal on Peacock through the, uh, because they have a a MLB games just like Sunday morning at nine Pacific time. And uh, if I use the code, I got it for a whole year for 1999. So I have Peacock now. So one of the things I'm excited to dive into is the uh, the Casey Anthony series that I've been talking about for a while, uh, mostly because I know that that's how I can get Ken to uh, come and do the show with Nicole Train, our friend. Uh, I know that uh, he'll he'll finally be interested in, in a topic that I, I want to cover on the show. Uh, but uh, I watched uh, Pete Davidson's show, uh, Bob Kiss, yeah. and uh, they they go for some early shock value, but in general, it, it's I, I don't know it. He's a guy that I feel like I shouldn't like, but in general, I, I tend to think he's pretty funny. And uh, Joe Pesci plays his grandpa on the show. It's uh, it's something that people aren't talking about, but uh, I, I found it entertaining. Uh, but, you know, and then there's all the stuff I'm not watching, and yet I've seen that. So what's who am I to say? And uh, big shocker, I'll tell people to watch uh, Star Trek Strange New Worlds. Uh, in the original production order, of course. Yes, naturally. Uh, But uh, anyway, Um, so you also went to London,
2: Will. I did. London first, then Prague, then Berlin. I will say that I think Prague was my favorite just because of that beauty and just feeling like you're in a different world entirely. Berlin was uh, very – my speed, a lot of (laughs) – queer people wearing whatever they want and a lot of tattoos and a lot of, and I was like, this is good London. I liked, I'd like to see other parts of England because like, I feel like London was just it was really crowded and really busy. And I never felt like I found a place there. Like even sometimes just in a day, you can feel that vibe of being like this, this is where I would be or this city yeah. is for me, you know, or this kind of thing. Uh, Boston was that way. I remember the first time I went to Boston, I was like, I don't know what it is, but I feel like I could, I could, be here <laughs> um that's not super common but london i was thinking maybe i would feel more about say that. but the way i have,
1: would say it there is you can be here
0: <laughs> you could be here if you it's want to be here queer. Yeah. 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 yeah.
1: Uh, because now now boston uh, uh, you know it's like you can be here now even if you're queer you can be here you know 100%. that i like boston is so different than it used to be so, uh,
0: first of all, Massachusetts, first one to legalize gay marriage. It's called the gay, uh, the Bay State, but you might as well call it the gay state. I, no. I love that. No, that's great. <laughs> I want to ask you this, Will. Was food a big part of your travel like making sure to eat certain places or eat things because i that was i always loved trying a lot of stuff to eat and i thought london had the worst food (laughs) i know food was a big part for my thing and london particularly had the worst food in my travels Mm. like and so that was one of my big reasons not to enjoy london that much yeah i agree that london food like english food is not inherently good the english
2: breakfast i had it more times than I thought that I would. The first time I tried it, I was like, this is great. I'm having that beans on toast thing. The second time I ate it, I was like, this is a horrible cup. Why is anyone eating this consistently every day? The egg, the sausage, the toast, the bean. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And the bacon is just ham. Uh, And there were Heinz beans, like baked beans, not special All over the country, just a Heinz bean. I was like, we could really do something with the English breakfast to make it something nice, food-wise. But so, yeah, London food as a country, kind of trash. It's like pub food. You know, I had fish and chips there, and I was like, yep, I've had better fish
1: and chips. (laughs) (laughs) What I think that uh, they do well, what I remember was when I was there, uh, my friend I was traveling with, we met up with a a friend of hers, and – it was somebody that it was like a family friend, I think, and we met up at an Indian restaurant, and so like that quality of food was great right. because, as you may remember, uh, they stole India at one point, and then they yes. eventually gave it back to itself. So it was like we used to own you, so now we know how to make your food. All right, well, you can that was my going
2: to be my big point about the food in London is that actually there's a lot of great food to eat there. It's just other from other countries
3: hmm. and
2: so indian food has a reputation of in being in london the best in the world i had a great meal there indian food that i still feel like la like any major city now like we take food so seriously that like it's all good i hate this like competition thing where it's like no you haven't had it until you've had it in london i was like it was great and different but i've had great delicious indian food in other countries as well I will say the best meal that we had there was Bangladeshi food, which is kind of similar to Indian food, a little Mm. different. And it was, that was just a random hole in the wall. That's always the way I feel like it goes, is like cash only, we stumbled into a place out of being hungry that was on our walk where we were going and ate this really great food. Uh, And that ended up being the best food. So I feel like London as a city has great food, it just isn't food made by white people. London, like English food, is not known for being great, and it's true; it's kind of trash. Yeah, like
1: you get fish and chips once, right? Then it's you. So yeah, once you've had a breakfast and a fish and chips, uh, I mean, I I wasn't there that long, and I definitely ate at Burger King one night.
2: Oh yeah, (laughs) the (laughs) amount of love for McDonald's blew my fucking mind. The amount of like kids I would see, like McDonald's were packed. There were so many KFCs. That I lost I was like, how is KFC this popular? I
0: went to KFC in Prague. <laughs> yes! there, was one
2: da- there was a McDonald's and a KFC across the street from each other down our uh, Airbnb in Prague. And these places were crowded as fuck all over Europe. They love American fast food. I was like, what? I'm here to eat this. And they're like, yeah, that food's garbage. But let's go to McDonald's. And uh, there was one. I couldn't sleep one night. And I was like, I just need a cup of coffee and just wake up. I'm just going to like lose sleep. I'll just sleep on the plane, like whatever. And everything was closed. I felt like I I was like, oh, that's right. I'm a little spoiled in that we, well, it's not spoiled, but we're so obsessed with the like get up at five and the grind and the hustle culture that most of Europe doesn't really get up until like eight and nobody's getting their coffee until nine. So the fact that a Starbucks is usually open at five o'clock in the morning in the States is not common for there. So I'm laying in bed at 4.30, and I'm like, I just want coffee, and I need some food to get my day going. And I was like, what's the one restaurant that I fucking know is open 24 hours here? McDonald's. So nice. I got some coffee and a McDonald's breakfast, and
1: uh, it was great. W- was nice. it uh, the same as McDonald's breakfast here in the U.S., or is it the same, yeah. but they call it the Royale with cheese? because of the <laughs> system?
2: That's in France, uh, oh, because when right. I was in France, I did get a Royale with cheese when I was in high school just because of Pulp Fiction.
1: You know, um, when, I, when I went to France, they didn't have a fucking royale with cheese on the menu. They just had the quarter pounder. And um, I was like, Pulp Fiction lied to me. But that was the year 2000. And I'm sorry. Yeah. So what did what was the breakfast like at McDonald's? And the, Hash
2: uh, brown's the same. Kind of hard to yeah. fuck that up because it comes frozen. and All you have to do is just drop it in the grease. Um, yeah. Coffee was different because they don't do the traditional like drip coffee. Europe is not a drip coffee kind of place. So it's like everything's an Americano um the inside of all these fast food places by the way also pristine and beautiful yeah. every fast food place in the states you go inside it's a it's a dumpster fire it's the worst experience people are screaming it's a mess no one wants to be there any fast food all over europe everyone I was like, "What?
1: Why is this?" Yeah, no. When I when I went to when I was in China like uh, eight and a half years ago, we we actually would go to McDonald's for the reason that we would want it. They had different fruit pies there. They didn't just have apple pie. They had I don't remember mango, uh, like I forget what they had. So we would go though, and it's like it's it's like the yeah, it's like the nicest. It's not like a five star restaurant nice, but it's like it's like so clean. It was like modern. It was updated. It was you like yeah,
0: you know a
2: fast
1: casual kind of situation.
0: Yeah. 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 I would I remember going to I think it was Domino's or Pizza Hut and it's just a sit down restaurant. You order like a soda <laughs> and they bring it in a fucking decanter and they're like, "Yes, would you like some Pepsi?" <laughs> <laughs> your uh,
1: your today. Pepsi your Pepsi sommelier would uh, come to yeah. you and uh, perhaps perhaps we could pair the Pepsi Zero Wild Cherry with that, sir. That's
2: right. <laughs> um but so uh so my breakfast was so i got the hash brown i got some kind of egg sandwich which said uh one of the options was without sauce and the other one was it just said with brown sauce no oh yeah and i was like i have to try i don't know what brown sauce is but i have not green sauce i'll tell you that it that's, was brown it was that's what, uh,
1: uh, that's what that Prague girl was trying to make for me is brown, <laughs> sauce. brown
2: sauce. It was just like a Worcestershire, paint, you know what I mean? It's like yeah. hydrogenated oil
1: and then a brown
2: flavoring. A, a
1: lot paint. of time here in the U.S. it's in a bottle. It's called HP sauce. That's right. What's that brown
0: stuff?
2: But I just love that there uh, isn't a cuter name for it. It's literally called brown sauce. And on many menus in London at other restaurants, they were like this thing with brown sauce. And I was like, I feel like we could come together together and think of a term that's a little bit
1: different little than, bit sauce. than um, brown sauce sauce. Yeah. Ghost eighty three eighty six remembers a Burger King in Kingston, Jamaica back in 1991. Yeah. Ugh, I'd love to see what are in the happy meals in Jamaica. All right. Wasn't that funny? No farmer boys in London. You have farmer boys. Oh boy. That's a, that's a Southern California uh, chain. If ever there was one. And, uh, uh sebastian just being so nice to say hi how are you doing we're doing well thank you sebastian for asking i appreciate that um well uh will i don't i don't want to uh to not give you a chance for any more of your travels is there more from the travelogue like michael palin used to do where he traveled around the world and tell you about his, his the trips that he would take
2: i think about the russell crowe character in the south park episode fighting around the world with tiger the boat <laughs> um,
1: yeah. did you and tucker get into any fights <laughs> uh, <laughs>
2: no. i it, it was good it, i actually i did start to feel that i haven't taken a trip like that since i was like 21 i went to japan mm-hmm. and like a big international trip for more than i mean i went to mexico and Ensenado, but i could drive there so i feel like it doesn't yeah. count since other california um So it was cool to be, but I got that feeling of like I needed a vacation from my vacation because it's that feeling of like I have to maximize every day that I'm here because I haven't. I'm looking forward to not putting that much pressure on myself in the future and like, you know what, if I see a couple of cool things throughout the course of this time, that's enough. I don't need to feel like I did all these things. My priority was food and beverage. I will say the Czech food and German food are pretty similar, and they're heavy and they're meat based, and they're like mm, not my favorite kind of cuisine. I'm like, yeah. uh, I got a schnitzel, and boy, it was the most average piece of fried meat. I got a it. Uh, I mean, you Czech like was, it?
1: Might as well have been wiener schnitzel. See, it maybe wasn't because
0: you're in Berlin. Because I had my schnitzel down in the Black Forest, and it was fucking amazing. Well, i'm sorry i have people. to
1: interrupt jeff are you trying to tell us something that we were talking about earlier that you had your schnitzel down in the black forest
0: yeah yeah you know sorry. i got a little schnitzel down in the black forest yeah my buttholes all opened up you know how it goes
3: covered in brown sauce <laughs> and the brown sauce to finish <laughs> it off <laughs>
2: That one time in college, that girl tried to put her fingers in my black forest. I was like, "Uh, uh-uh. uh."
1: <laughs> we don't do that here, honey. We don't do brown sauce either. in America, honey. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, was- I, I yeah, I know what you're saying, Will. Because when I went to Europe, I did the the backpacking trip, and I, I was going with a friend who had just graduated from NYU. And I wanted to go after I graduated from college, but then the friend I was going to go decided that that he didn't want to go, so then I didn't. So I had two full years of regretting not going backpacking around Europe. So Mm. when my friend was saying they were going to go, I'm like, great, I am going to go. But um, going with a girl that you're uh, legitimately platonic friends with and not having sex with uh it's like i had all of the uh the annoying things about traveling with a girlfriend without the benefits <laughs> so uh if it makes
2: you feel better, sometimes obviously you know if you even if you're married for a period of time people get sick bodies don't respond well to certain things
1: that's fair not
2: not as much sex as people think is happening on these kinds of trips uh, oh all right you know well it's okay yeah. sometimes you travel with a friend sometimes you travel with a spouse
1: yeah, and look, sometimes you backpack around Europe and uh, yeah. you get a handjob from a strange girl on a train who ends up getting tossed out of the train car with all of her friends. But, and you know, things hand. happen.
3: You know. Did that happen to you?
1: Sure did. And uh, only later did I think like, oh, she was probably going to rob me at some point, but then she got kicked off the train. Yeah, uh, why, did,
2: why did she give you a handjob? How did you get to the point of her saying, do you want a handjob on this train? No,
1: that, that she, she did not get my consent. However, I did not object. I uh,
2: see.
1: But they I mean- were uh they were talking uh I, I don't remember the uh the nation that they hailed from but uh there was a there was an ethnicity uh you know uh they they sort of had like that french accent but uh of, of african heritage there were these like three girls and there's one girl just kept asking questions this was not the one who laid down next to me. But she kept asking if I like knew celebrities because I was American. She wanted; to, she specifically wanted to know if I wanted to know Will, if I knew Will Smith, and, and I didn't. You know, oh. I, I was like I, I knew I wasn't going to be able to impress her that uh, I do know Tim Meadows, uh, but uh, the ladies' man. You know, I love Tim Meadows. Tim is one of my
2: favorite people of all time.
1: Tim Meadows is my greatest uh, celebrity run-in ever. I was at the Grove in Los Angeles. My dad was in town visiting. And we run into Tim Meadows, but Tim Meadows recognized me, and he Whoa. came over to me. Hey, Christian, Whoa. how you doing? So I looked very cool in front of my dad, wow. uh, because I had I had interned at SNL, but also he was a correspondent for the Dennis Miller CNBC TV show. So uh, it's you know he kind of had recently been reminded that that he knew me and that right. we were best friends. If we um, were together right now, I would give you a hand job for that Tim Meadows story. I I would appreciate it. And we would watch ladies, man, while, while you did. Uh, yeah. So the girl just laid next to me and, uh, you know, we were like, it was a sleeper car. And, uh, at some point her hand just started moving. I had shorts on because it was the summer and I don't even know what country this was. And, uh, so I was just like, I don't think I'm going to let this happen. However, unfortunately for her, I was on a trip where let's just say, there, I wasn't able to have uh self-gratification perhaps the way that i, I might have mm. and uh, mm, i yeah. uh, my friend and i had uh parted ways for a, a few days this was like the first night that I was on my own and uh let's just say that i think uh she got a little more than she bargained for a little faster than she bargained for it <laughs> uh, so uh yeah uh, so that happened and what, uh, what i have to say I, I didn't feel i didn't feel too bad about it okay you know, uh, a, I felt very good about it actually because yeah. there was this this girl gave me a hand job on the train, and yeah. uh yeah, they I think didn't have tickets, and I think that's why they got tossed out. So I woke up in the morning. They, I I was awoken when they got kicked out for not having tickets, but I had this whole train car. I know where I was. It was in France because it was like on the we were like driving. I think we were pulling into Nice. Hmm. Uh, so I was just I looked out the window. I'm like, I mean, like you were like <laughs> nice. Uh, nice is nice (laughs) and i was like i i came last night and you know hadn't changed yet but uh and i'm looking out this window what could be better you know yeah uh, nice is
0: beautiful i went to nice on my travels yeah we went down from paris to nice and it's beautiful did you go to the beach
1: I did, but I was like taking a train to somewhere else. I had like wow. uh, plans, so I didn't uh, spend time in Nice. But uh, it was definitely one of those ones where I'm like, I, I don't even know where I was going next. It was, I, if I remember correctly, it was probably somewhere in Spain. But I was like, oh, I didn't plan this trip out right. This is where I should have stayed for a little <laughs> bit longer, you yeah. know. Uh, but the reason I bring up, uh, you know, look, I, I look if I can do the black cast episode where I'm telling uh, attempted finger in the buttholes and uh hand job tales if i'm telling those stories great all... yeah
3: <laughs> yeah
1: we're living we're living our see, our best black cast life right here uh but the reason why i mentioned that is i did this trip i did this backpack trip around europe it was like six weeks and there was like so much that i crammed into it and it was like there were so many things i wanted to see and it was like moving along all the time trying to trying to get to places and i i, I went to morocco on that trip uh so that kind of cut into the, uh, the the Europe of it. So the point that I'm making, Will, and believe me, there is one, was that I really, I think subsequent travel is like, I'm just not going to try and do so much. You know, I want to like, let's just enjoy the things, but also let's be a little bit of flexible where it's like, I'd like to stay here another night and maybe skip out on that other place. And, you know, uh, the idea of just going, so like Heather and I went to Italy once for a week, it was like, because we were meeting up with friends and we had to get back to work. So it was like, all right, well, let's just go for a week, even though it's a ridiculous amount of money to spend. <laughs> and it was like, you know, we we were in Cinque Terre. I think we, pop, we hopped off the train in Pisa, but we didn't like rush around. You know, we were like, you go to Cinque Terre, it's like the beach. So it was like, oh, that was so much more fun than sightseeing in Rome and Venice and Florence and, you know, taking a million pictures and eating, you know, uh, eight different slices of pizza and having three different gelatos every day. Although, I mean, there's something to be said for that. Mm-hmm. So. Got to eat a lot of Donor kebab when you're traveling around Europe. Oh,
0: so
2: much. Oh kebab. my gosh, I
1: do. Yeah, I forgot about Most donor kebab. kebab. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. So, uh, Jeff, we're we're winding down uh, now on BlackCast 551, but get ready for 552. Just kidding. Uh. But um, I wanted to uh, ask you about. Uh, you are now a homeowner. Uh, yeah i
0: believe and i believe it's pronounced
1: homo Promo. homo yes jeff has come out of the closet as a homeowner is i believe what it is uh and uh so how far are you from uh, where you were living and uh how is uh home ownership going
0: Ooh. so we're about 30 minutes south um, I'm actually pretty close to the Rhode Island border now, so I'm Sweet. like equidistant between Providence and Boston. It's about forty minutes to either one. Um, it's really that's it's funny because it's like we kept looking in this one area and we made a bunch of offers and lost out on all of them. And we were like, "All right, fuck this town. This town sucks. Everybody wants to live here because it's like it, it was like a nice town and it had like a really good private school nearby, so it was like a big draw for people with families." And so we're like, whatever. So we we looked at this one house in this town, Franklin, and we're like, oh, that's like really nice. And it's a lot like the other ones we looked at, but it's like a totally different place. So we're like, sure. And we like put out an offer on it and got it. So we like don't know the town nearly as well as we had most of the other places which is just funny because it's like since we've moved there's a lot of questions like you know this place right how long have you been in franklin we're like oh they're like what do you know about franklin i'm like nothing i just got here (laughs) like i'm we're gonna figure it out i bought the house not the town like come on (laughs) but uh it's a really cool it's a really cool house uh we're on like a The street's actually a lot busier than we thought it would be, but it's really, really woodsy. Like if you were to take a walk down my street, like no sunlight would hit you because we're in the woods. So it's way more like chill. It's a lot more like where I grew up. Um, Like there's we can only see one of our neighbors clearly and then everything else like on, around our house is mostly just woods including like deep woods in one direction so it's like much more conservation landy there's more there's like a national forest in this town not too far from here so it's just a lot more suburban whereas where i was living before was right technically outside the border of boston as like a county or whatever right and so it was just there's way more people it was way busier people are just it's it, it just had so much more of the city feel so it's like even after we moved things didn't feel that different in terms of like my interactions with people like i just found them shitty and annoying and awful whereas since we've moved here like every time you go to the gas station every time you do this everyone's just so friendly. They're like actually happy to be alive and to like talk to you. And it's just, it's lifted my spirits like so much. I, we've only moved in the like Friday will have been like two weeks oh, and wow. it's just like in that short amount of time, it's, it's been really huge for me personally in terms of feeling like, Oh, I can like breathe here. And then it's like, it also, I think another thing that I've really enjoyed about home ownership is having non-stop shit to do which i know is like can get taxing but for me it actually it's like fulfilling cuz it's like i had so much time on my hands where i didn't have anything meaningful to do now it's like when i've got uh you know i'm sitting around on a saturday it's like hey go mow the lawn hey go weed whack hey do this so it's like i don't know i'm really really liking it i have I was also stuck in a tiny basement that I like wouldn't even leave the room because I hated my, living with my parents as a 30 year old. Sure. It's like the worst fucking thing in the world. So I just, you know, stayed as a shut in. So just being here, wandering around my house, like getting to go sit in a different room from like the one room I had my entire life in. It's just been awesome. I'm really loving the house. There's tons of stuff we're having to do. Like tomorrow we have mini splits they're going to set up. So it's just like air conditioning, but instead of central air, they're putting like kind of AC units in certain rooms and it's just high efficiency. So we can save a little bit of money on power because we're in the boonies. We have a well, so I have like a whole well system. We do well water, we've got private sewage. So I have a whole septic tank system and all this stuff. So it's like learning all the different (laughs) ins and outs of these
1: Parts of having a house that are things that you have nothing to do with, right? Stuff hard- that you never worry about. But it's interesting because the way you're talking about it, it seems very reminiscent to kind of like how I grew up. Uh, you know, it was like not where I was, but there were like down the street, people's backyard was like right into the woods, and you could, uh, you know, and the the woods was like a you know a fairly huge area because the town I grew up in, uh, Greenwood Lake, it was like an old resort town, and there's a part that's on the lake. But uh, my parents didn't have uh, any kind of lakefront money, you know, (laughs) so we're off in the woods on the other side of town. Uh, It's a pretty small town. but uh, And uh, it's like one of those things that uh, my wife, having grown up in a cul-de-sac in Orange County, the idea of growing up in the woods was very strange. And she hates whenever we drive back there because the roads are very dark at night.
0: Yeah. Natasha hates the road. She constantly complains. I'm like, you realize this is what brights are for. I know you've never used them before in your entire (laughs) life living in LA, (laughs) but there's literally a thing on your car for this situation that solves it really well. I promise brights.
1: (laughs) Oh my gosh. Well, uh, all right. Well, uh, we'll let we'll let you get things set up there. And then uh, uh, blackcast live from Jeff's new house on the border with, uh, yeah. with Rhode Island. Uh, now, here's a here's a, a question that uh, you might not even know the answer to. Where do you get your uh, TV channels from? Are they from Providence or do you get them uh, from Boston? I actually, so
0: I have a little antenna thing to
1: set up because it's like, we don't have cable. We just, I just do everything
0: streaming at this point. Plus my sister, my oldest sister pays for like all the movie channels on her cable subscription. So it's just like, you just log into their shit and you can watch whatever nowadays. Um, I do have a little satellite or a little antenna thing to plug into the coaxial on one of my TVs. I'll have to do that before football season because that's like the only thing you need an antenna for uh well you could still stream unless you have unless you have paramount plus because then you can watch cbs on paramount plus that's the thing you can stream games but i do find that it's it's can be unreliable especially if it's a popular game like the more people are likely tuning into a streamer the more likely you are to have problems of it like glitching out or just not working well
1: that's why i never have a problem uh watching (laughs) uh mets games while streaming because uh uh, there's, uh, there's not a demand for it. Um, I was going to, uh, wrap things up, uh, but I have to go answer my door. So, uh, if you guys can talk for a moment, I will be right back. <laughs> yeah. cool.
0: We're vamping. So yeah. This, I didn't. So two weeks, you've only been there for two weeks. Yeah. We closed, well, it might've been, us. Uh, I guess a little bit longer than that. We closed on the 23rd. So maybe okay. we're closer to three weeks now, maybe. So where are filming right now? This
2: is the new room in your home.
0: This, yeah, this is my new office. So I've got my turntable set up over there. Nice. Got some speakers. I've got? Let's see. For This is for the visual audience. That's my little recording booth. Okay. There was like a... So there's like an old TV hang on the wall. I love they, that they, Yeah. They hid multiple of those around the house with pictures. So we had no fucking idea they were there until we moved in. We're like, oh apparently there's a hookup to put a TV in here that's good so Very it's awesome.
2: like the wall mounts just left on this wall yeah. basically
0: there's one there and then there's like a family room further down so it's a split level ranch which means it's a lot like the you know the house I was living in in Dedham where it's like you kind of have a one level that's just like garden level so it's not yeah. fully underground but it's like so that's the level I'm at now is garden right. level so there's the window oh, sorry right there Right. Right. So basically where that windowsill is, is where the ground would be outside. I see. Okay. so it's uh, it's nice because it keeps you a little bit cooler in the summer. So that's why it's easier to hang out down here right now because it's 90 out today. So with no AC upstairs is like sweltering and down here it's like. 80 so it's like 10 degrees cooler so it's not cold but it's like it stays about 10 degrees cooler than it is because it's also it's like vaulted ceilings like i can't even reach the ceiling fully on my tippy toes so which is also really nice because it's like i actually for someone like the amount of houses in massachusetts that were built for tiny little like five foot tall people where i couldn't like there were so many houses where we were like oh i'm i'm literally like smashing my head because all the oh. fucking feelings and everything yeah. are like way down here like this is not going to work so it's it's great it, the uh, amount
2: of places yeah. like i mean, Europe that's fantastic I'm so excited for you I, I feel like it's nice when friends are doing things that I have imagined in my life I'll never get to do now both you and Christian are homeowners and I'm like I've never dreamed of I mean I dreamed of owning a home when I was a child but now having lived in LA for so long I'm like
1: Will I ever own my own home? Well, uh, we know. haven't I talked about it on the podcast, say, and I know we're running. I know we're running long, but uh, you have designs on leaving LA in the near future. I was going right? to say, yeah, moving
2: to New York next summer. So, oh wow, New York City. I'll be living uh, with Jeff. Yeah, um, <laughs> <that's>,
1: <laughs> you're going to uh, commute from uh, Providence under, yeah. under the radar. Yeah, um, yeah New York City. I to grad school. Right. Then, then I'm sorry, but then you definitely won't own a home if you're going to move to New York City. But if you move to the suburbs, then you could.
2: Yeah. Um, no, I mean, in my life so far, I feel like I'm never going to own a home just because I keep going to all the places where it's not cost effective to own a home. So yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. but I think sometimes so. Here's what I would say. When I was getting ready to move out to L.A., like end of college, I had wanted nothing to do with a place like this. Like moving to a house like this would have been a fucking nightmare. I'd be like, no, I want to be in the city where there's like things to do and people and like interactions. But it's like now that I'm in my mid 30s, I'm like, fuck people, fuck things to do. I
1: I just want to be here. I I hate people and I hate obligations of things to do. I want to choose to do things. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, you know, I've talked about, I referenced earlier, growing up in an old resort town on a lake in right where the suburbs start to get rural. As a kid, you're like, this is the worst place ever. There's nothing to do here. Uh, But then you're like, oh, wait, what there is to do here is uh, quiet. You know, that's why people are here. (laughs) Because it's like, oh, it's a good school uh, district. It's safe, you know, and things like that. I know. uh, I also
0: feel like that the homeownership feeling in LA is one of those like, oh, this is no, I never imagined trying to get a house in LA because it's like, oh, do you have a million dollars? Here is a shack where rapes happen.
1: Well, I will tell you, you don't have to have a million (laughs) dollars. You have to make people think that one day you might get to a million dollars. Uh, and I will definitely tell you that, uh, uh, I'm along for the ride uh, we're we're homeowners because uh, Heather is uh, very successful uh to... same with Natasha to be honest yeah. <laughs> yeah. <It's, laughs> this would be uh, yeah. similarly if we
2: ever own a home it would be because of Casey I think we can all we're all on the yeah. same
1: I think we can all agree that uh, we have spouses accurate. or spouses to be it's... Uh, that that are that are look I'm gonna say it they're better than us. They're all better than us. My whole thing with Natasha
0: is like our the traditional gender roles by no intention are completely flipped. Like every time we have somebody be like, happy wife, happy. You know, you got to make sure that she has this when she's, I'm like, I'm the one that's home that I'm going to do the laundry. Yeah. So
3: I have to be
1: happy. Yeah. So, oh, no. No. I, you know, I, I'm taking, I'm taking my kids to the dentist and then Lucy has a makeup class for gymnastics afterwards. I know what my, my, my function is. Heather's out striking. <laughs> Uh yes, but, they say and I said to her,
2: "Happy house, not happy wife." Had yeah, happy spouse, spouse, happy
1: house. I like that. Well, yes. Thank uh, but you, what Liz. I said to Heather a long time ago, because when she was an aspiring television writer and she was just at the assistant level, I said to her, and I meant it. No, no, no. I can't wait for you to make more money than me. Yeah. Because yes. even even if I had been much more successful in radio than I ever was, I was never going to make, I had no earning potential that approached, uh, Heather's as a writer for orange is the new black and, uh, other shows. Of course. Uh, I would, I would say, uh, the mysterious Benedict society on Disney plus, except it's not on Disney plus anymore. That's one of the shows. That's one of the ones they pulled. That's one of the shows they pulled, uh, didn't we, it just come
2: out like a fucking month and a well, half? Well, the
1: second season came out within less than a year, but there's another show. Somebody told me it was either a show or a movie, something that premiered in May, and it's already gone because oh that's God. how they're able to write off the losses for it. I've heard they're um, dropping right. the L and adding an S. <laughs> uh, Ghost8386 says, I love the IE. I, <laughs> I like the Inland Empire a lot. I mean, there's some some great places out there. Uh, our pal, Jeff Winstead, lives in Palm Springs. And if you can deal That's with it being 117 some parts of the year, it's wonderful out there. I, I like I don't know that I could ever become a desert person and move to like 29 Palms or Joshua Tree. But I can see the appeal for people who can. You know, people who do, That's nice. Yeah. yeah. I love Palm Springs. but there's no. We never did get to have our mushroom chip, trip, uh,
0: Jeff. You, uh, you still can. Yeah. Well, that would be right. that would be something that's worth making a trip, right? All right, a all right. Well, the trip. We trip to I'm, house, we do it in the I'm woods. I'm 47, kind
1: of- so maybe maybe somewhere when I'm 50. This house uh, would be means- a
0: really good tripping house because there's like multiple different like hangout areas and stuff. Right. So it's like if
1: you're not feeling I, the vibes in one room, it's like oh, I'm, I'll go hang out here. I'm liking, I'm liking <laughs> what I'm hearing, but what I'm what I'm not liking is the fact that we are indeed out of time uh, for another fun-filled installment of black cast. Just catching up with the fellas over the last couple episodes. Uh, There's been a lot to do. I didn't even get to my travels on the East Coast uh, back in June uh, because uh, these guys bullied me into telling stories about fingers in the butt and uh, jerking off on a train. But there's always next time to talk about that. And uh, I would like to promote an appearance (laughs) I made, a guest appearance I made on a show called Shitty Song of the Week where I presented the fallout boy sequel to, we didn't start the fire. And this is a show that usually runs 30 minutes, but if you invite Christian Blatt as a guest on your show, it ran for, I believe 91 minutes,
3: (laughs) Uh, but
1: also the fallout boy, we didn't start the fire is next level. I mean, it might be the worst song in my lifetime. I'm only saying might, I, I, I have to take the time. It's uh, you guys know the concept of the Billy Joel We Didn't Start the Fire. I feel like everybody knows that song. Yeah, yeah are you guys yeah. familiar with the Fallout Boy version? No, no but I it
0: don't. sounds like my next remake is. Yeah,
1: I think the <laughs> next time we get together, let's uh, talk a little bit about it. People can check out my appearance on Shitty Song of the Week. I got a lot of it out of my system. Here's what I'm gonna say the first two words of There We Didn't Start the Fire are Captain Planet and. We can just leave it out there, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, it it, uh, it doesn't get better as the song goes uh, along. Uh, go see three eighty six. Uh, how do we feel about Temecula? I was just out there, just uh, stayed at Pachanga with uh, the wife and kids because oh. my in laws get free rooms there. And Big fan of hot air to, balloons. Pechanga. We drove down to Chula Vista to go to uh, Sesame Place. That's which right. is literally across the parking lot from that venue where we saw which kids. I had no in- idea that
2: was even a theme park until you told me that
1: in- well the, it's it's been in uh, the Philadelphia area for a long time uh, Gene Beretta and his brother worked at the Sesame Place in Pennsylvania and that was their foray into working for the Henson Company
3: oh uh, okay. Yeah.
0: okay another reason why you guys could even get Bujinski to come out and visit me I found out I live very close to a casino
1: well, I'm sure his oh, wife 500 would really love fashions. to hear that. Five hundred dollars old fashions, um, anyway. Uh, so, uh, I just wanted to promote uh, my appearance on Shitty Song of the Week. Uh, Brandon was uh, kind enough to invite me on. We ended up on the same episode of Who Are These Podcasts, which there are a number of episodes where you can find me over on that show. And uh, Carl and I have something in the works, a new show that I'll announce over here uh, when it's ready to go. But in the meantime, you can always subscribe to the Blackcast. Follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Threads at Christian DMZ. Jeff Duray does not want to be found. Uh, and don't look for him. If you have messages for him, send them to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will leave them in a dead drop on the border with Rhode Island. Uh, but uh, we ooh, will never ooh. make eye contact.
0: Like Will, I have a doppelganger who is basically just like me and has my same name, except he lives in New Mexico and he's an engineer. Definitely does not sell or make meth.
1: Definitely does not. <laughs> but throw a pizza on his earth just for fun. At Will no. Sterling, where can you be found?
2: At WillSterling underscore. The book's coming out in December. I'm waiting to really like do all this shit until there's like a link. There's no pre-order link, right? Yeah, that's like that? all right. It's coming. Yeah. You know, just like me. I'm always coming. It's coming.
1: So, <laughs> uh, you're, you're like me on the train going to Nice. Always, always coming.
2: I all, actually love, love a brown sauce. So
1: All hard
0: feelings, the William Sterling story. That's right. <laughs> Only hard feelings. And, of
1: course, your podcast that you and Craig do.
2: History Rated PG-13. The uh, newly – no, I'm kidding. We should uh, edit it just to make it – Appropriate for people. Now, History Rated R is the podcast, yes.
1: That would be funny if you did shorter versions that was called History Rated PG-13. It was like how they did uh, they did edited versions of The Sopranos so they could show it on A E. and oh. it was like, but why? You yeah. know? Bleep all but one fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Just see if you can find, it's like, where's Waldo? Where's the word one yeah. in here? Um, and uh, what uh, what have uh, you and Craig covered recently on History Rated R? Yeah, we took a good break.
2: We just came back because of my travels. I said, "What well, can you tell me about England, Prague, and or Germany?" So we did an episode on Queen Victoria uh, for England, and then we did um, sort of the catalyst into World War One, which is Germany. And then we're going to do another sort of combo episode leading into World War Two, and then I think we're going to move on to. We got a request for the papacy. Papacy. How do you say it? The history of the papacy.
0: Yeah. You should ask Craig if he knows anything about the Czech secret police. They were like during the Soviet era, Czech, oh. I was part of the USSR and the Czech secret police were like one of the most notorious like bad secret police type peeps. Interesting. I never heard
2: of
1: the Czech secret I, I'm very I'm interested in that. In that. I got a bug them. Now yeah. now Jeff can be a guest. Jeff will be like the guest, anyway. yeah, because <laughs> if we
2: don't know something and somebody can tell me about <laughs> it for minutes Uh, yeah
1: and you can find me on the episode of history rated r where uh, i presented my case about uh wizard of oz and we also talked about the code era uh and craig was very giggly and and had a lot of had a lot of laughing throughout that he was being a
2: little rude but that's okay (laughs)
1: he wasn't being rude to me
2: so i enjoyed it you need a big case about how we couldn't have an entire episode based on the transition from silent pictures into talkies. And somebody requested this. And he said, I don't, I asked him, I said, Hey, can we do an episode of Rasputin? He said, I don't know how we'd fill a whole episode. I was like Rasputin is arguably like one of the most talked about written about, I mean, we could easily fill multiple episodes. Sometimes when he doesn't want to do something, he gets the attitude of like, I don't see how we could do a whole episode about it. Yeah. And so I was like, then I'm going to do it. I did a whole episode of the transition from talk. And I feel like that he might not admit to this, but I could say it on your show. He's lost th- the feeling of like, I was wrong, but I don't want to admit it. So instead I'll make jokes
1: snide comment i was (laughs) very interested in the transition from talkies Uh, there was a lot of stuff that i learned a lot of information yeah of
0: course there's plenty of information we did a lot of that in my history of visual
2: media arts class exactly there's tons of the fact that it's like i don't know how we'd fill an episode i'm like you mean 45 minutes we could do that faster than we set up for the show
1: 40 45 minutes is like what we do before we play the theme on the black cast you know before the before Farad Muhammad comes in with the, this is the broadcast. The you longest know, like, cold open in history. Yeah. Uh, that's uh, It's a 551 episode cold open. Next <laughs> week is really where the show begins for real. That's right. Uh, Ghost 8386. Today I learned Christian was the baddie hunter and the king Riz when he was younger. I'm not quite sure what King Riz is. You've I'm
0: pretty sure Ghost eighty three eighty six is too old to use those words, so he is now well, an official violation. He's actually of- not that
1: old. Uh, yeah, he's uh, he's a fan of uh, Marvel Movie Talk, but Ghost. I think maybe you didn't realize like Marvel Movie Talk is now over on the Geekscape YouTube channel, and that's where you can find us. And uh, don't worry. So far, neither Jeff Williams, not Jeff Duray, Jeff Williams, nor Zia Anderson have been a guest on the show. So those are uh, two of his nemeses, and uh, they have not been on the show. <laughs> oh, anyway, I, I like we to think. Nemeses.
2: No, now not that kind of you, Jeff.
1: That's the other Jeff. Um, in any case, uh, that is all the time we have for now. We will see you maybe i'll tell stories about my travels maybe i won't maybe we'll talk more brown sauce but whatever it is that'll be next time on the podcast. ghost 8386
3: says he's 39
1: i'm 30 i feel like you can say whatever you want ghost 8386 you can use any verbiage you want any slang i am and have always been your friend ghost 8386 uh Jeff DeRay, be careful. Jeff Williams and Z Anderson got on the wrong side of Ghost 8386. I am the number one fan of Ghost 8386. What does that mean? Just like cats, now and forever. Black hole, sun,
3: won't you come? Won't you the rain? Black hole, sun, won't you come? Won't you come? Won't you come?
1: Family, you're gonna to want to join us next time on the black cast welcome to the black cast episode 551 it's been so long since i've gotten together with my pals will sterling and jeff toray captain planet arab
3: spring la riots rodney
1: king deep fakes
3: earthquakes iceland volcano
1: oklahoma city Michael
3: Jackson dies. Nuclear <laughs> accident Fukushima, Japan. Crimea Peninsula, Cambridge, Atlanta, Thank for listening to the Blackcast.
1: Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel, The Blackcast. That's the You can also subscribe to the audio version wherever podcasts are found.
0: Like the Blackcast on Facebook. Follow at Blackcast on Twitter and Instagram. And of course, the man responsible for what you just heard is on Twitter and Instagram at ChristianDMZ.
3: War in Afghanistan, cubs go all the way again. Obama, Spielberg, Explosion, Lebanon. qno bom bombing Boston, Marathon, balloon boy, boron, terror, Q-A-N-O. Trump gets impeached, with they score a bit.
0: For Rod Muhammad. And if you want me to voice your podcast intro, you can find me at Twitter and Instagram at F-A-R-D-M-U-H-A-M-M-A-D. We will see you next time on the Bladcast.
3: Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm getting ready to break into a Slim Gym. Yeah.
1: Oh, so I can't wait to isolate that and start putting at the end credits of the Blackcast, uh, where we have a little montage of clips. Bladcast from 99
2: John talking about a cell phone. His phone call would call it's like, How is like Howard's story about meeting uh, Michael Jackson. Uh, John thought you'd improve his <laughs> reputation.
1: Yep, he's the a, a, a yeah. Blackcast is a hundred percent right.
3: Hundred percent right. right.
1: Well, this has been the Blackcast.
2: You can find me at Christian DMZ. Jeff <laughs> Dure, not on Twitter.
3: Uh, the fest Oh, I like this one. This is nice. This is what you were saying, Richard. The Blackcast. Thanks for two bucks. The Bladcast. One of the best podcasts you can ever see, The Bladcast. Whoop-de-doo,
1: we're watching it. We got no Wi-Fi. We can't hear a thing, but we love it. Go
0: watch
3: The Bladcast with me and Carl. Christian
2: Good luck with the whole thing. And, you know, here's to another 500. Get you to 1,000, you know, which is more
3: than 500. Less time I that.
2: Hello, fellow favorite person of Christian Blatt. How are you?
3: Hi,
0: other fellow favorite person of Christian
2: <laughs> Blatt.
3: Our boy Christian Blatt, who I was on uh, WATP with a couple of weeks ago, uh, listened to the program. Very kind of him to subscribe to Patreon. And uh, he pointed out to me, and this felt wrong the moment I said it, <laughs> but, uh, I mentioned the Simpsons prank calls and I was like, wait, as I, after I said it, I was like, but the tricky boys didn't really do, you know, like silly names, like huge erection or any of that. So I was like, what am I thinking of? And C- Christian Blatt astutely pointed out to me, those were the, uh, bum bar bastards. or <laughs> a t- terrible name. <laughs> um, but uh, they would call this b- a bartender named Red, who would legitimately, he was like an angrier version of Mo Sislak, basically. He had a gruffer voice and everything, and they would just call and say, uh, is Ben there? And he would yell for Ben, and they'd say, last name Dover. And the guy would just be yelling, Ben Dover, is Ben Dover? <laughs> and it is extremely childish, but still gets me to this day. It's always fun to trick an old man. It's always funny. That stuff's always Wait. funny. But yeah, that is my uh, amendment to the Jerky Boys episode. I, like, when I said it, I was like, oh, I'm probably wrong about that. But uh, as always, when you guys have corrections, let me know and we, we'll correct them.
0: I'm glad Christian Blatt uh, put that up because I totally forgot I am doing the podcast tomorrow.
1: I love that movie when I was a kid. The, but, the, 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 <laughs> <laughs> the Black Hole. The Disney movie. The Disney Star Wars ripoff. The Black Hole. And, uh, <laughs> 52. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. We're closed. <laughs> <laughs> That was not my fault.